episode 118, Let Passion Lead the Way. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, elite educators, it's Gretchen of Always a Lesson. So I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we just take the time to notice. And then when we do, we can perfect our craft. Well, this podcast is for the elite. That is anyone who takes the time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast like this one. That way they can become their best for those that they serve. And on this podcast, I share the lessons I learned, am learning, and will learn. That way you can apply those nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning those same lessons yourself. My aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in for what's in store for you today. Well, this podcast episode is especially for teachers in transition or distress as we talk about making sure that what you're doing right now is what you're supposed to be doing. Don't worry, by the end of this episode, I'm going to help you figure out what it is and then what to do. Well, let's reignite your passion and your potential. Are you ready? Here we go. Whoa, episode 118 being released on the 18th. That's crazy. So the rationale for this episode is I'm always adding to my repertoire as this edupreneur, as I guess it's what it's called these days. And I feel like I keep gaining a new wing or something. You know, if you know my story, it all started as a blog of a classroom teacher who was either learning a lesson or teaching one. So hello, that's what we got always a lesson from. Yeah, well, that's evolved into an audio blog, which is my podcast, and then turned to webinars, which is my PD on the go, and then to curriculum resources. And I've really been blessed to run across some pretty amazing educators who live nowhere close to me, but thank God for social media because I'm able to chat with them daily. Anyways, they pushed me to be better and dream bigger, and a recent conversation with a girlfriend of mine who's an instructional coach got my wheels spinning on what I need to do to make sure that I'm going in the right direction before I continue to put more and more time, which as a new mom is like becoming slimmer and slimmer. (laughs) Anyway, she pointed me to a few resources to just recalibrate and also validate that my journey's direction is the correct direction, is the correct way to go. So I was going through this exercise to really, you know, get in touch with who I am and what I wanted to do. And I'll explain in a moment why what I'm going through is is helpful for you, but just hang with me for a minute. So it started as just my five-year plan where I was setting goals and I backtracked these goals into action steps and then took those steps and created deadlines and mini deadlines from there. Hello, backwards planning in real life. I can just never stop being an educator. And by the way, Zig Ziglar, who I love, has a seven-step plan about identifying goals and ending at a deadline that was really helpful. Just Google Zig Ziglar and seven-step plan. But he included things that I didn't think of, like make a list of the obstacles, um, how about the skills needed, people to work with. So he went really detailed and how to create these goals and this plan for yourself. 
it helped me be very specific with my planning. Well, then from there, I had to fill out these five statements to make sure that this plan I created was really where my passion and my calling is taking me. There's really no use in making a plan just because, you know, I'm good at it or I can make money at it. I have to really want to do it every day. So Michael Hyatt, I'm sure you've probably heard of him, but he's a great thought leader and During one of his TED Talks, he shared this great drawing. So it's a Venn diagram. It's got three circles. Uh, One circle is passion. The other is proficiency. And the other is profitability. And in the middle is your calling. And that's, you know, your sweet spot. So I had to make sure that my five-year action plan matched those five value statements that were really going to help me decide, is it my passion? Am I proficient at it? Can I make a profit at it? So I wrote these out. And I'm like, wait a minute, this could be really life speaking if I share this type of inner workings with my listeners. So something I say specific to my situation may just spark a light in your heart and you might just finally step into your own calling. So lean into my story and I really hope it speaks to you. So the first statement is I value. So my answer is I value preparedness and nothing beats work ethic, but there's something to be said about coming into the game with background knowledge. And I cannot stand when someone shows up unprepared. It makes me feel like I'm unimportant, I'm not worthy, I lack value. And so I get frustrated, especially when subs that would come teach my kiddos, they wouldn't even look at the plans I laid out for them. They'd show up late, they'd be in a hurried mess, they didn't sleep, they're not prepared to do the job that's required. And here's the secret. People who over-prepare are my favorite type of people. They generally come off confident because they've worked that information in and out and sideways and their demeanor is just easy. You know, they know their stuff. They're able to turn their attention to the details because the big picture is cemented in their brains. And if you're prepared to, you know, walk the dog or write a thesis, whatever it is, I love you. I love those types of people and I thank you. So I value people who are prepared. The next statement I had to write is, I believe. So my statement is, I believe talented, passionate people deserve high quality support. And just because you are great doesn't mean you don't need help. I mean, I work with great talent and they're all working towards becoming better. Um, But there really wasn't a support system for people that were already kind of overperforming. Whether it was a veteran they started plateauing or a new teacher, they, they just had that it factor, but they maybe lacked some technical training. I believe those folks still deserve support. No one outgrows support. I mean, yeah, your support might change as you gain experience and proficiency, but we all need a mastermind group. Have you heard of those? It's like a group of like-minded people that hold each other accountable. They're moving towards the same goals. They need thought partners to really push them to greatness. Oh, I love a good mastermind group. Always making me better. Funny thing, I've outgrown a few, but I've also grown into a few others. And it's amazing to watch chapters of mine close and then begin again. I change and evolve, and because of that, my support system does the same thing. So if you stop growing, you stop being effective. Just my opinion. So I truly believe that if you're talented and you're passionate, you deserve support that's of the highest quality. The next statement is, I believe in. Well, I believe in providing thorough, practical preparation to new teachers. And here's where I turn that passion into action steps because I know the role I play and my passion of everyone having that support is, hello, being 
the one to provide it and not just provide the training and support, but I, I get really specific here and I say it has to be thorough and practical because I think many programs hit the surface or at least get a good running start, but they never go deep enough for teachers to be sufficiently ready to enter the classroom. And in terms of practicality, I am such a logistical person that sometimes I get so hung up in the mud. I can't even see big picture because I immediately go to the soil level and I just think step by step, what does this look like? How does it work? And it really narrows my thinking, but actually that type of focus helps ensure that the support I give those that I'm mentoring or coaching is practical because it is step by step actionable tips that teachers can implement right now. And that's what teachers need and that's what teachers want, not what I had in college, which is theory this and theory that. Yuck. So I believe in providing that type of preparation to, well, new teachers specifically, but everybody. The next statement is, I am passionate about. Well, I am passionate about ensuring every teacher is effective in the classroom. Like, why just the good ones? Can the new ones become effective faster than we give them credit for? Or how about the ones struggling? That might be you listening to me right now. Can they not turn a corner and get back on track? I mean, we all make choices every day, and those choices can right the ship with the right support. And I've told this story before, but it really shows you the power in a support system. So in my district, teachers and principals can be put on an action plan if they're not performing to the level that the rubric says for their performance and the requirements of the district. So when you're on an action plan, you get a ton of support from those above you. And it's often like, unfortunately, a dragon breathing down your neck. It's really not fun. It's not exciting. It's usually like the kick before you exit the doorway. It's brutal. But a teacher I knew came in through this alternate teacher program. And so she had a degree in something else other than education. And she had some work experience, but teaching was new to her. Well, anyway, she wasn't hacking it. She was put on this action plan with the possibility of not being renewed, which is fired or not asked back, however you want to phrase it. So by law, they had to draft up this thorough action plan, how they were going to support her and how often they were going to support her. And then they had to track her progress. So basically, it's a paper trail that they've tried to intervene. Well, dang, if she didn't become teacher of the year the next year, I'm not joking. That type of intensive support and direction was all this girl needed. And remember, we were talking about that Venn diagram at the beginning of the episode, well, yeah, she had the passion, the profitability. Yeah, she had the desire. It was a job, making her money. But just that third circle, the proficiency wasn't developed yet. And that's why I love this example. That is someone that rose from the ashes. It was painful to watch, but what a story. So then a first-year principal took our school from high-performing in the district to struggling based on our school report card scores. And it's really sad because they took our amazing principal from us to go to this other struggling school to help them out. And I guess the district figured because our school was running fantastic, kind of like on autopilot from this great consistent leadership, that it would be fine. we would be fine with a new principal. Well, every year it got worse and got worse. And on year three, she went on this action plan. I've never in my life seen so many people from the district office in our building. She was always walking someone new around, and they were, like, dressed to the nines. I mean, real professional looking. You knew that these people were somebody. Well, fast forward a few years. That school didn't close, but it did rise every year, slowly but surely. And she now runs a portion of the district as a mini superintendent. 
I mean, come on. She was about to get the boot, and now she's running a whole portion of the district. I can't make this stuff up. So don't get down if you have the passion and you've got the job, you've got that profitability, but you just need some support in the proficiency area. And that's why I'm saying I want to ensure every teacher is effective in the classroom. And I mean that, every stinking one. So the last statement I had to go through, and then I promise I'll get to you and how this applies to you, but the world would be a better place if. So my statement was the world would be a better place if we poured into teachers like they poured into us. And I really like this question because it's fluffy. That's what I call these questions. To me, it's not logistical. It's very pie in the sky. And I'm really not like that very often. So this helps me dream a bit without getting muddled. And I mean what I said about teachers being the ones who do the pouring. Well, all of us who are teachers wouldn't have the opportunity to pour into anybody else had a teacher not first poured into us. You know, we are paying it forward so kids can go on and bless the world with their talent. And some kids in your room right now are going to grow up to be teachers just like you, pouring into the next generation. So it's a powerful and wonderful gift. So I tell you all of this five-year vision and calling circle and a passion statement stuff because you might be at a turning point where you have to pivot. You might not have to leave education, but your current placement might not be your sweet spot. You might be good at it. It might pay the bills, but that passion part may be missing. Or maybe you love it and it pays the bills, but the feedback you're getting is that you aren't as good as it as you hoped you would be. Or you know what? In some cases, new teachers I work with, they just need more time. And we've got budget cuts and the district's in such desperate need of improving at a faster pace before they close that teachers aren't just improving at the pace needed, and so they're asked to leave. But either way, something isn't going quite right for you, I bet. And one of the legs on your stool is loose, and you better fix it before it falls off, because then it's too late. So your homework, sorry, teacher moment, is to fill out those same five statements for yourself. I gave you the example of mine so you could kind of hear where my path is taking me, but I want you to now be able to take that to yourself and make it personalized. Do some soul searching and digging, and if your answers continue to point you to remain in your current situation, then great. That's just confirmation. You're doing what you're supposed to be doing. That's what mine was. After I wrote all my statements, I realized, you know what? I am still on the right path, and I may revisit my five-year plan Every year, just to make sure this is still what I'm wanting to do. But maybe as you're doing this exercise, it's going to reveal to you you aren't doing what you're meant to be doing, and it's time to bust a move in the right direction. So pour your favorite drink, put on your comfiest clothes, and do some inner digging. I'll remind you of the statements, but you can go to alwaysalesson.com and pull down the tab for podcast, and you'll find this episode. And in the show notes, I'll have a link to a free download for you, and it'll have these statements written out. That way you can print it out, fill it out. But I want you to do this for yourself and for your soul, okay? So the statements, as a reminder again, are, I value, I believe, I believe in, I'm passionate about, And the world would be a better place if. So when you let your passion lead the way, you can't go wrong. You will be right where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing with whomever you're supposed to be doing it with. The stars will align. You'll be overly fulfilled. I promise. If you have any questions, just reach out. I'm here for you. Gretchen at alwaysalesson.com. 
All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on letting your passion lead the way. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.